0: Like, salad happens off camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a salad's not fun. <laughs> Why would you film someone eating a salad? It's incredibly <laughs> messy. I
1: don't. Welcome back to Too Much About Nothing. I'm Marissa. I'm Bridget. And I'm Izzy. We're your hostesses with, with the mostesses, and we're ready to sit down um, remotely again. Another remote episode. I'm in my home. Izzy and Bridget are on their floor. It's going great. Uh, so hi, guys. Hello. I feel like I did talk to you guys yesterday, but um, how has your week been?
0: Oh, boy. It has been a week. How has this week been?
2: Um, for our listeners, it, today we're recording. It is January 7th hmm Um, just for contact, contact, for contact, for context. <laughs> for context.
1: Um, how
2: you talk about your week, Marissa, you go first.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to break the ice here. So my week started off. If you start like the last time I saw you guys, which was New Year's Day, my week honestly was going really well. Um, the guy that I'm dating came over on Saturday. We, uh, had a day of watching movies and building things with Legos. It was great. Um, we watched the Lego movie, which I've wow. never seen. Ooh, that's that's pretty, yeah. <gasps> and and a lot of the Oceans movies, like Oceans 11, 12, and 8, Oceans 13 is pretty bad, so we didn't watch that one. <laughs> nope. um, and then my Sunday was fine. Um, I didn't have to work. Monday was fine. Um, I've had a lot of good movie nights recently. Um, and then yesterday, uh, as we mentioned before, we're recording this podcast on Thursday January 7th which is the day uh, after if i'm to put it not mildly a domestic terrorist in uh, i don't know attack feels drastic but invasion invaded? of the capital yeah a um, siege of the united states
0: Capitol yeah. occurred yesterday only miles from where we live yeah each yeah respectively like
1: we were supposed to record last night actually and um a few hours before we were going to record we had a FaceTime and we're like, this is not,
0: we're not in the right headspace
1: to record. It feels wrong while there are people violating the law to be yeah. just sitting down and yeah. talking about nothing. So that was really shaken. And I was upset because it started off as such a good day because with the Georgia runoff, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we officially, net we, Democrats officially have control of the Senate, the House, and the presidential seat, which has it, it hasn't happened in a long time. And I'm hoping that we can kind of get back to a good starting ground, like starting place. It was a really hopeful morning. And then that was just, it was a very upsetting day. Um, mm-hmm. And to pretend it didn't happen. And for us to do this podcast without addressing that kind of at the beginning, we would be remiss to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For me, my week feels basically the same. Um, yeah. Last time we saw you was New Year's Day. And we had a great, relaxing day. And then Sunday, we also, I think, relaxed a while. I don't really remember what happened Sunday. Yeah, um, Sunday's is like a blur to me. <laughs> I, I had to talk to my mom. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of got my life in order and figured out the jobs I was going to be doing. And I started doing a new job on Tuesday and oh, Wednesday this week. Which one did you start? I am nannying for Bridget's siblings um, for a little oh, while yeah. and helping – one of Bridget's nieces do online schooling and helping her younger nephew kind of like learn his alphabet, like preschool stuff. Um, so I'll be doing that three times, three days a week um, while also doing my other side gigs. Um, yeah. And then when I got home from babysitting it, I was like, I was at their house yesterday and like we had the news on in the morning and then I turned it off. So like the kids didn't have like a distraction on the TV. And so I knew that we were winning this in the Senate race um, we, again, Democrat. Um, <laughs> and then I called my mom while we were, while the kids are playing on the playground. And she was the one who informed me of what was going down at, at the Capitol. Cause I like, I wasn't on my phone all day cause I was with the children. And I was like, Oh, okay. When I get home, I'll turn the news on. And then I got home to Bridget, turned the news on. And we kind of just watched the news from the time that I got home, which was around like four until like like 10, it felt, I think, Um, because, and again, we FaceTimed Marissa and we're like, hey, shouldn't do the podcast, I'm not in the right headspace Mm -hmm. and then we stayed on the phone with Marissa for about like two hours as we all watched what was unfolding and like Bridget and I from our windows of our apartment have a view of the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial and the Kennedy Center. There's a big brown building blocking the Capitol but we could see sirens from our window Mm -hmm. Um, and then DC went on a, had a curfew of 6 p.m. And then Arlington County also had a curfew of 6 p.m. So we were also trying to call our other roommate, Cassie, to be like, hey, you should probably come home. Because um, mm-hmm. she works for the government. Um And she works, like, weird shift stuff. But, yeah, <laughs> my week was, like, good up until yesterday. And yesterday was, like, really, really shitty. Um, yeah. It, it was weird. To, we talked about how it was so weird to, like, be sitting and looking out the window and like you don't really know what to do because you can't do anything and you feel it feels like you shouldn't turn away from the news because then you're not informed but watching the news is like made me physically sick mm-hmm. um and it was just this whole like it just I don't know a quagmire of not knowing what
1: to do yeah I had a bunch of friends who I'm very appreciative of who uh, are from Rhode Island or New England who don't necessarily know Where exactly in DC I am. So they were, they were like, Hey, are you safe? Are you okay? Like my brother texted me, my mom texted me. And it was just really weird to be like, Yeah, I'm fine, but like as far as I never personally felt unsafe. Um, I don't live near Capitol Hill. But it was just It feels like it's yeah, it feels like it's like my city now, not mine, but like this is where I live, this is my home. And it, I don't know, it just, it feels violated, like, I woke up today, and I was tired, like, y- you know, after, like, say you, this might be, grap- but, like, if you throw up a lot one day, and then the, you, mm-hmm. the next day, you're fine, but you just feel, like, fatigue in between your muscles, like, that was what mm-hmm. I felt today, but, like, mentally. <laughs> what about you, break Yeah. My week
0: was fine, uh, <laughs> also up until yesterday. Um, yeah, it was going well, and then, in the morning, you know, Georgia Democrats were winning, AP. I'm in the middle of my workout, and I get a call from my boyfriend saying that he had been exposed to somebody with COVID. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, I know, because everything was <laughs> overshadowed by the season <laughs> of the U.S. Capitol. No, like, um, so I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I had been hanging out with him the night before. And we had seen him Sunday for dinner. So I... And in the midst of, like, trying to figure out what to do about that, um, I end up, you know, calling my places of work and just letting them know that I'm going to quarantine and um, reschedule, you know, the piano lessons I teach and um, go in for a COVID test just to be double sure. And neither he nor I have symptoms of COVID, so... And he, and got, he, a, he got a rapid yeah. test that came back negative, um, but he's quarantining and he's going to get another test. So, you know, we're all all of us that have been in contact with him, were not in contact with the person who tested positive. Um, so I think the chances that we have, you know, any kind of risk are pretty low, but we're just being extra safe um, because I'm fortunate enough to have jobs that let me work in person. Like I get to actually sit down with my little munchkins and teach them piano mm-hmm. and wear masks and everything. But I, I don't want to have to do that online, so I really, I have to be really, um, extra safe, um, so that I have the privilege to get to work in person, really. One of my brother-in-laws is a police officer, um, and he was called down, you know, to kind of handle the protesters, and yeah, so it was just, like, a day of kind of disbelief, and realizing in the moment that you're witnessing history, and, like, This is going to be taught in schools 20 years from now, but you're living through it right now. You know, as if this past year wasn't enough, like this really just icing on the cake, you know? So it was just, yeah, it was super weird.
1: Let's move on. Let's dive in. This is becoming a very, I don't, I don't want today to be a a depressing episode. Um, You know
0: what we should do? (laughs) We should talk about a lot of nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: Ready, you got you. So today, today's episode, um, a little escapism
2: for you. We are going to talk about too much about our personal TV opinions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So controversial opinions, unpopular opinions, um... And we're going to just express them. We're going to debate each other. If we disagree, we're going to maybe just agree with each other. If we have the same opinions, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then we welcome your feedback. Send us, we'll probably post something, but send us your controversial opinions. Let us know what you think of our, our opinions. Um, we're going to see how many we get through because we don't want the episode to go on for five hours. Uh, <laughs> we could talk about this. Okay, anyway, Marissa, so you start. Okay. So this is an opinion that I know is controversial even within this group and I think you both know probably what I'm going to say. Um so I don't the show Gilmore Girls, I don't think it deserves the hype that it has and I'm I'm going to say I choose to I'm going to choose to ignore the final season because I'm aware that everyone feels kind of iffy about that. So I don't think it's fair to include the like okay. the weird um for the, year well, in the, the Life. Fourth, year in the life. I've heard that even people that loved the show were like yeah. iffy about that season so yeah. we're gonna just pretend that pl- those plot lines don't exist mm-hmm. um I'm, I, I don't know maybe it's a show because I didn't grow up watching it with my mom and I know a lot of women especially grow up watching it with their mom I just have a lot of opinions about it and I don't really like it
0: okay give <laughs> so, me okay sorry
1: <laughs> okay. so
2: this is controversial because Bridget and I Love, <laughs> Gilmore Girls. We have rewatched. We have rewatched the it, entire I think, show like, like at three least times. three or four times, <laughs> and it is the show that like gets put on the TV if we don't know what to watch or if we're cleaning or if like we're doing homework. Like Gilmore Girls goes on the TV because it we can watch it and just like it. It's perfect. Um, and <laughs> I did not watch it with my mom. Um, I think neither. Bridget and I watched it together for the first time like sophomore year. Yep. Sophomore year in our um, dorm, because that's when we had a TV, Um, Mm -hmm. and we, like, binged it. And then, like, ever since then, we've been watching it over and over and over again. Um,
0: So that's just me telling you (laughs) I disagree. I I disagree. I have one caveat in which we may see eye to eye. In watching it in more recent times, Mm. I like the character of Rory a lot less and I like the character of Emily a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. Yeah. As I've gotten older and wiser, I and guess. And post grad, really were watching to the
2: it. <laughs> post grad, we were watching it, and I was like, "Rory, you're stupid." Her character arc goes from great to terrible. I'm like, girl. Yeah. She just gets worse, and like while I was in college, I was like, "Oh, I like Rory. She's like funny." And then once I graduated, I was like, "No, you made so many bad decisions. Yeah. you're a brat."
1: Yeah, I would say, to be honest, most of my beef with the show, I have some beef with Lorelai, but I think it's just the way, like, I think my beef with her, <laughs> Lorelai and I have personal beef, is, like, <laughs> it's, it, a lot of her issues, I think it's, they're intentional. Like, I think that's how the character is supposed to be. Like, she is a young mom and she's immature, but, like, I, a big issue I do have with her is, like, how tough she is on and judgmental she is towards her parents, like, always. Like, I yeah. get it. I get that they had problems, but... Yeah at the end of the day like they're doing her a lot of favors and they're like literally just show up to our house once a week and maybe just I don't know I never have I haven't had that kind of relationship with my parents so I can't say but no a lot of my problems are with Rory mm-hmm. kind of consistently um I have a small list so the first of all I think the the first of all the first of all she is the the like the not like other girls of tv protagonists like somehow I feel like I'm supposed to feel bad for her because she's pretty and she reads. Like <laughs> It's like she's, combo. she's so different in school because she reads and she doesn't want to be popular, but she's just so gorgeous that every man in the town is just in love with her. Oh. And it's so difficult for her, which actually a separate issue I have is I think all of the plot lines of these characters have to do with men. Like it doesn't pass, you know, the test where it's like, do they ever talk about things that are not men? I don't know if they do. Anyway. I think they do. So, they,
2: so my – can I give you an argument to that point? Yeah. So, like, yes, a lot of it centers around men, but the whole, like, bulk of the show is that they are a mother-daughter team and that Lorelai has, like, built this life for the two of them, and she, like, goes off and, like, starts her own in and, like, finds a way to make it work. And granted, she does rely on her parents a lot to help her get through that. And, like, watching it back, I'm like, okay – Honestly, I agree with Emily there more than I agree with Lorelai. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my argument for. I, I I agree that like there are there's a lot of like beef surrounding the men of the show, yeah. and a lot of it focuses on that.
1: But I don't know. I and I think one of the issues I have with Lorelai that goes down to Rory as well is like Lorelai basic, the show does a lot of kind of glor- glorifying cheating in some regards. I know some of it, it's like you, cheating obviously, like, wrecks the lives of people, which is, they do show that, and I do give them credit for some of that, but, like, Lorelai does it a lot, especially in the earlier seasons, and then in the later seasons, like, Rory does it, and then Lorelai, like, shames her for it. I don't know. It's, like, a weird, I have, like, they have a weird dynamic, especially, I think, as Rory becomes a shittier and shittier person. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Also, her safety school when she applies to Harvard is, like, Yale and somewhere else, like, another Ivy. And I'm like, all right, calm down. Um, Okay, but it was also, like, the 90s, right? (laughs) So, let's just... (laughs) And her grandparents, her
2: dad, her grandfather is, like, a donor and, like, a big proprietor of Yale. So, I guess she was like, well, my grandfather literally, like, feeds this school money, so I'm going to get in. But, like... Yikes.
0: Which is also yikes,
2: but... (laughs)
0: like privilege I guess um, I really know.
2: I really love it because I like this. I like the writing, yeah. a lot because I really enjoy the banter and the the wittiness and the quickness between Lorelai and Rory and,
0: and Emily and Emily.
2: Like you see where they
0: get it from. I love the three generation like woman story. Mm-hmm. I just really like that. Even and I I see more so now that they are not perfect and. Parts that used to really annoy me, like Lorelai acting up and being super dumb, watching them again, I'm like, oh, I can see how that's, like, you being triggered by something from your past, which is making you act this way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I think I have more almost empathy for the characters. And I just really like the different tiers of women, like, seeing them develop and, like, help each other or hurt each other. I don't know. I just really like it.
1: And, I uh, also, sorry, I think Rory's also a terrible friend to Lane. I think Lane is oh, one yeah. of the best characters. Like, I love Lane, yeah. And I think what they did, and this is more of a show writer issue, what they did to her character, from what I understand, like, I don't know, justice for Lane. Like, that, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Put that on, put that
0: on a throat pill. <laughs> shut, shut up, shut up. <laughs> your
1: ass. I because, also- like... I don't know. I wanted her to, like go start a band. Like she has terrible sex, gets pregnant the first time she has sex, and then becomes a housewife. Like, which is fine, but that wasn't what she wanted to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. I listened to a really interesting interview with um oh my god, what's her name? Mil- blah, blah, blah. Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, another podcast, Armchair Expert, which we I'm a huge fan of. So it's Bridget. I don't know if you've ever. Jack Shepard, if you haven't listened to Armchair Expert, listen to it. Um, and listen to the Ma- Melissa McCarthy episode, and she talks about, like, Gilmore Girls was her big break, because she plays Suki, and she talks about how, like, Suki was great, and, like, she had a blast on the show, but she enjoys playing messy characters, and Suki is not messy. Suki, like, you just like Suki. Like, there's not... Suki is Lorelai's best friend, and she's kind of, like, basically comedic relief the entire time. She's a hilarious character, and she's the cook, and just, like, awesome. And... But nothing messy ever happens to her. She's just... She's and if it's Suki. messy, it's, like, it's, fun, neurotic yeah. messy. Yeah. Like, ha I'm crazy because I have a kid now. Kind right. Kind of messy. And Melissa McCarthy just talked about how, like, as fun as playing Suki was, and, like, she likes to play characters who, who like, she has to, like, win the audience over. Like, have to have an arc that, like, she has to fight for people to like that character. And Suki is just, like, you put her out there, and you're like, I love Suki.
1: Um, I guess so it's ultimately my issue is that, like, personally... I like characters who are messy and who are interesting, but I personally was not won over by Lorelai or by Rory who are the main two characters of, and other characters in the show, like who are kind of problematic at times who don't always do the right thing. I find myself more sympathetic to them, even if they're kind of like equally shitty people. I don't know. And I, it might just be a, a personal thing. And then my final point, I have one more point. And this is maybe, I I acknowledge this is like less of an issue with the show and more like as a whole and more of just a personal issue that I take, um, possibly because of my history with with certain things in life. But um, the show uh, promotes a diet of like all coffee and junky takeout food, but Lorelai and Rory are both super skinny, conventionally beautiful women. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And maybe it's personal beef. Like this is again, maybe it's really a personal thing, but- I don't like shows or or pee, people or lives who promote... Skinny women are allowed to be promoted eating terribly and having that be a fun quirk in their personality trait. Like, oh, I only ever eat pancakes with, like, full-fat syrup and drink a ton of coffee. When you know... For example, if they had portrayed Melissa... Like, McCartney's character like that, they because Suki and Melissa are, are curvier, heavier women, and she is a chef in the show. Mm. But if, like... If they portrayed her eating the same way they portrayed Rory and Lorelai eating, it would be like, oh, that's unhealthy. Like, hmm. I don't know. And it might be kind of a '90s thing. Like, it might just be a slightly outdated thing. And that could be that's an issue I could take with many shows. That's not specific to Gilmore Girls, I guess. But I that's don't know. It's just
0: yeah. I've never thought of it.
1: I just never like. I, I have. It, me- it has been
0: weird to me. I was like. Cause they do, they're their, like feasts of junk food, yeah. and I, I had wondered personally, like, oh, maybe they just don't show them eating salad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> for me, <do> <laughs> it salad like, happens off camera. <laughs> yeah, <a> salad's not <laughs> fun. Why would you film someone eating a salad? It's incredibly <laughs> messy. I don't want yeah. to be walking eating a salad <laughs> during their those like junk food feasts.
2: Whatever. I always just was like gross like how, yeah. do, how do I you, wasn't I was how like do you young, that give food? me
0: my salty and my sweet all together in mass quantities but, but that's just not realistic
2: I, I get that point I I never thought thank you Marissa I had never thought about but it and now opened. when I watch it I will.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm glad to know that I have ruined a small part of Gilmore yes. Girls if not yes. the entire show for you <laughs> I'm still gonna part.
0: watch it I'm gonna go back and analyze those scenes. yeah
1: but okay. that's just my my personal opinion and again lots of people obviously it's like an insanely popular show and mm-hmm. at least everyone can agree that the final season especially what they did to Rory's character yeah. it's just confusing it's bad <laughs> just why confusing. what was the point okay yeah. but leave us
0: anyways we should you, move on to the next let us
2: know what you think of Marissa's opinion about Gilmore girls yeah well we'll like, we'll post in our stories and we'll ask yeah, you to... yeah respond. send
0: us messages yeah arguments counter
2: arguments so my opinion is kind of more of like A broad statement,
1: if you will. Mm. I didn't have bullet points like Marissa did. I only had... My other opinions, I don't have bullet points. (laughs) And Marissa is the one who does the reading. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
2: gonna let you guys just bash me for this. I do not like shows like... I know that they're different, but like like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like Parks and Rec, like... Shaking my head.
1: Those... (laughs) Me too.
2: (laughs) I even like... Dare to say like The Office, though I am aware I have not given The Office that big of a chance because I've only seen a couple episodes. In, I've seen episodes like here and there, and I've seen episodes in season one because I tried to start watching it, and pe- everyone says like, oh, season you have to just get through season one, and then it gets better, and I just haven't gotten through season one to the better. And the episode, some of the episodes I've seen, I'm like, oh, that was funny. But I generally, because both of you are big fans of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and um parks and, rec. parks and Rec, parks and rec yeah and that other one um one you dressed up for halloween marissa
0: oh good place the, the good, good place, place so good, place. good yeah you don't like the good place not oh, a lot Oh, Fran, oh no. i have
2: not also i have not watched you it from should, the beginning i've only picked up on the it. episodes that you've watched oh my gosh but as far as brooklyn 99 and parks and rec go i have like sat and like on the couch while you've watched it and just don't i don't enjoy it i don't find it funny
1: Yeah, so I will say, like, The Good Place for me is in a different category, because it's not, like, it's same showmaker, I think, but different, it's not a workplace comedy. I will give The Good Place a chance, because... And The Good Place, I will also say, personally, especially in the third season, there are a few episodes that drag, in my opinion. So if you started watching in season three, um, Mm -hmm. seasons one and two, in my opinion, are the best. Season four, especially the second half, wraps it up very nicely. Season three and, like, first half of season four, you could convince me that they're, like... Not prime good place, okay. um, but I will. Like, with workplace comedies, I also not a big fan of The Office because I think the difference between a show like The Office versus Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine is Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine. The characters are all good people who like each other, and in The Office, they're kind of all terrible people who hate each other. Which works a little bit, but to go like however many seasons they went with the premise of like they're all terrible. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shining moments are when they do help each other and you see that they are this weird like dysfunctional family i don't know i feel like it makes those moments even better i'm not saying that you're wrong necessarily and and i i will say that over time my love for parks and rec overshadows my love for the office but the office was the original like mockumentary show in my mm-hmm. In my eyes, at least.
1: I appreciate what what it did for TV. Like, I think that without The Office, really the British version of The Office, if we want to go all the way back. But like, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) Brits. (laughs) Um, I do think it like opened up a whole new genre of TV was like uh, this kind of mockumentary style, again, a workplace comedy. And the big thing is not having a laugh track. Like these shows that no longer have laugh tracks, which for me are like a big... I don't like laugh tracks because and now I've watched all these videos yeah. where they point out like in these shows with laugh tracks how often they have the laugh yeah. track going. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's again like with those kinds of shows, part of it just has to be your sense of humor. Right. Um, and
2: I, and I, I recognize that. And I think with, you're talking about this over dinner on Sunday. Um, we talked about my dislike for Brooklyn Nine-Nine and also our roommate Cassie also doesn't like it. And I think it's because the comedy is so in your face with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Less so with Parks and Rec, I think um but Brooklyn Nine-Nine feels like there's so much like but uh
0: slap at me it's, it's kind of slapsticky but I yeah. I appreciate that
1: and I I don't because that's not what <laughs> I I just think Brooklyn Nine-Nine has done a really great job of in especially in certain episodes of addressing really really difficult issues yeah. with humor and with lightness and I mean Andy Sam Andy Samberg that's yeah. the he like he either produces or also writes for the show, as well as being the main character. And if you're not into like again that Lonely Island slightly slapsticky kind of humor, and I'm not normally into like slapstick humor, like if it's just people getting hit or in pain, I don't find that funny. But I, I find um, with Brooklyn Nine Nine specifically, because that's one of one of my other favorite shows, is it's like smart slapstick, if that makes sense. Um, and I am really just drawn to certain characters and i think that the writing handles there are characters who like like especially with when rosa spoiler alert three two one rosa comes out as bi in later seasons and like they don't they make it part of her her plot line but they then like just kind of let it happen like captain holt is gay and sometimes that matters and most of the time it it doesn't like Mm -hmm. they have characters of a lot of different ethnicities and a lot of uh different sexualities just being people and yeah, I just enjoy it. I will say I'm not a huge fan of of the character of Charles. I don't find his stuff to be quite as funny. Like in episodes that center more on him, I'm less drawn to. Um, mm-hmm. I am more drawn to the plot lines where it's like Holt, Amy, and Rosa, oh, which are I like- <laughs> Holt so much. <laughs> it's another show I will admit, if you're not super, a lot of the jokes, especially in later seasons, require you to have an extensive knowledge of previous seasons and previous running jokes, which is yeah. great if you like the show. But if you're just like, oh, what are you watching? Season five of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, sure, I'll watch. There's a lot of references to moments in- episodes from seasons ago where if like I hadn't watched all of it on Hulu yeah I wouldn't know
0: I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine does a really great job with the jump cut Mm, there's a lot of like really clever like visual humor and like straight man like playing to that so I think I I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really funny I like it a lot
1: well yeah Parks and Rec I also like different seasons hit differently for me
0: I would say the first season of Parks and Rec also requires some fortitude to get through that, and then it stops trying to be like The Office and it hits its own stride. And Amy Poehler is like my favorite; I love her so much. So,
1: okay, well,
2: it's that's fine. A- I did.
1: I think Izzy is wrong, but I can't it's really change. Like, that's and not you're not wrong enough. about
2: Gilmore
0: Girls. But
1: <laughs> we're all allowed to be. Yeah, a- you know what?
0: It's not. It. And here's my thing: it's okay if it's
2: on TV. I'm not gonna like leave the room or make you change it. I will sit there, I
1: just don't find it, yes, okay, Bridget, what's your controversial so opinion? I don't
0: really have a lot of controversial opinions, oh my god, I'm so sorry <laughs> i don't i I'm gonna dive in and say like one of the genres of show that I in general absolutely hate is reality based television uh, i I okay. can't take okay. it. The only show <laughs> that I have ever binged, I think that was reality based television was this really stupid show where it's like. 10 guys and 10 girls and they all have to guess which one is their match. And they like took a dating thing or whatever. And they like scan their fingers on an iPad and it, like <laughs> their yeah. body. And they're like, you're a match or you're not a match. Is that,
1: are you the one or love? I like
0: binged it one summer. I,
1: so yeah. they're, it, yeah. they're just so stupid. Mm-hmm. I will say that I probably watch, it's a very surprising fact about me, actually, is how much reality TV I consume. Like, if you meet me, you're like, "She doesn't probably watch reality television." Like, <laughs> um, I will say though, any of like the dating show. I don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Too much work. That's, I hate The Bachelor. Like two hour long episodes really every single week. I can't. It's too I much. I really work. don't like it. Um, some of these like more can like back in quarantine. I watched what Love Is Blind and I watched Too Hot to Handle, but I watched them with. Allie, my again, my roommate who I, I lived with, as opposed to a roommate who you don't live with, and <laughs> um, we would we would like have wine and roast them and like pause it yeah. and scream at the TV. Like we did it because we thought that was funny and we were bored. Um, I'm more into like I don't watch like the Kardashians or anything. I, or any of oh, house, oh. I like certain kinds of competition reality TV um I have binge watched old seasons of America's Next Top Model problematic as it may be I also am a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race um I
0: haven't watched that really so I haven't given that a chance I'll be honest It is
1: so strange it's like yeah. if you took Project Runway and America's Next Top Model and then made it gay men um in wigs and like <laughs> that's <laughs> well that's my opinion here's my question opinion. so I also
2: agree with you in that I really, really cannot stand The Bachelor or Bachelorette, mm-hmm. and I'm also not, I like, the Kardashians, I, like, I don't follow at all. I don't really follow pop culture in general. Um, <laughs>
1: she's not like other girls. So she's not,
2: Yeah, she's
0: not like other Neither girls. of us do, <laughs> and our, our roommates. Are you kidding me? I barely, like, use the internet. If i avoided, <laughs> I will. I was doing a Pilates workout today where the
2: instructor was like talking about pop culture and i was like learning so much <laughs> this was, like from months ago
1: yeah. um but apparently britney spears is not okay yeah should we no, send... no she's like yeah there's a whole it's a whole that. thing um apparently the most recent update uh that i know from twitter is apparently connie west is leaving kim kardashian and yeah. slept with jeffree star
0: Whoa. Whoa, okay. Yeah. I could not have seen that coming. But anyways. No.
1: And it it ha- ha- sorry, it happened yesterday, and we're all like, we'll get back to that. The capital. Oh, yeah, being invaded. Happened, we'll, yes. come, we'll come back to that. <laughs> all right, Izzy, ask your question. Here's sorry. my question. I really
2: enjoy, like, cooking competition shows, like okay. Great British Bake Off. I love oh, Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Yeah, I that's love, reality like, TV. I, is that reality TV? Okay, let me, yeah. let me give you okay, a definition. So give me a
0: clarifying statement. Let me give you a definition of what I'm talking about. I absolutely love The Great British Baking Show. I also really love Love on the Spectrum. Yeah. That's also mm. a great reality-based television mm. show. But I think the difference is when it's, like, scripted reality-based TV, like, when it's really not real and they're, like, trying to start drama. Like, I hate that. Like, part of the reason why I love The Great British Baking Show so much is because it's just people from England baking in a... <laughs> And they don't get a money prize. They just get a cake stand that's engraved. I just think it's so wholesome. Whereas, like, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and all those other ones is a lot of, like, money-based fame. Yeah. They're trying to start drama to get viewership. They're not actually being themselves. They're all the same. It's
1: And uh, I will say, a guilty pleasure show I used to watch in high school, and I'm aware that it's terrible. I know that. I don't pretend it's good. I'm aware it's garbage. I did watch Dance Moms for a little bit. Oh, same. And... I mean, I, it's for me, like, like, almost different, like, the exact opposite of what Bridget says. I now make it like a game where I'm like, if I was a producer, how would I have gotten this to happen? Like, Mm. because a lot of times with those things is they take clips out of context or like, there was this show called Unreal on Lifetime, like, years ago that was based off of um, a woman who used to be a producer on The Bachelor. And in the TV show, they were putting, they were producing a version It was a fictional show, but they were producing, essentially, that universe's Bachelor. And it's a real, like, look inside. It's a very dramatic, like, soap opera-esque show. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, how do they ask questions in the interviews to get the sound bites that they want? And how do they edit things in the previews to make you think certain things happen? And so I start looking for the, I start watching some of these shows like a producer to be, like, did they say that about this situation? Or did they say it about someone else? And now they're clipping voice things together, like...
2: Um, Honestly, reality TV show owes a success to the editors. Yeah. Like, and producers. like
1: a lot of like – yeah. and,
2: and I think that's my biggest issue with it is that I know that it's not real. Right.
0: Also, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette requires zero talent.
2: Yeah. At least
0: in the Great British Baking Show,
1: they like have to actually be good at baking. Which is why I like the competition shows better because it, yeah. it requires something. Um, and especially for something like RuPaul's Drag Race, which ugh, the series – if anyone who's listening to this watches RuPaul's Drag Race, please t- message me because I want to talk about how terrible the season premiere was. It was a New Year's <laughs> Day season premiere. Garbage. In so many ways. But it's been on for 13 seasons, so they're, like, trying to make it they're different. Like, and, like, it's like Grey's Anatomy. They're, like,
0: pushed... Yeah, and there've yeah, there been like Academy. sorry Shonda, love you.
1: Five seasons of well, we watch a different Shonda show now. We watch. Ben oh my gosh! And... Okay, okay wait. We <laughs> end on. We end on that one. Time out. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Well, that we'll save that for last. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like they they're trying to make it new and interesting because there's there's now been like a couple All Star seasons. There's been the traditional seasons. There's been a UK version. There's a Canada version. It's like America's Next Top Model, where they're getting to the point of like how many seasons can you do before the audience? is like, I've seen this. Yeah. Is it allowed to be RuPaul if it's in Canada? Yeah, RuPaul judges Canada and UK. He just, like, oh, bops wow. around. RuPaul's doing some traveling. Ru- RuPaul is, unlike I can't even put RuPaul into words. He's
0: somewhat extraterrestrial to, 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 <laughs> um, from my very limited perspective. <laughs> no, he okay.
1: he definitely is.
0: But okay. to wrap this, like, opinion up, I yes. think the general
2: consensus is... We all enjoy the competition based shows. We yeah. mm-hmm. like um, cooking, cooking competitions, and I really like um, the show where they sew clothes and put them on people. Project Runway? Um, M- thank you. Project Runway. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, you love it. The show where they sew
0: clothes. <laughs> the other one, I,
2: I, my mom and I grew up. My mom and I grew up. <laughs> Your <mother> grew up. <laughs> I'm on a roll. I, I grew up watching The Biggest Loser with my mom, mm. my mom, which, now looking back, also could be a little controversial. But, um... Mm. So, yes. We like the competition-based shows. You know what I grew up watching?
1: What Not to Wear. Love you, yes! yes. Love you. Yes. And, and, like, say yes to the dress, basically. Mm. TLC. Yep. TLC yep. Reality yeah. TV. Or, like, the <laughs> I can, makeover I can,
2: shows. Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes, Yeah. So we love those type of things. It's the ones that are centered around drama and, um, money-based, a la Bachelorette, and stuff like that, that yeah. really bother us. They like, get my um, goat. However... The thing that we all three have in common, we can unanimously unanimously agree on, on (laughs) is the splendor of Bridgerton.
1: Bridgerton, (laughs) it's so I understand. I love it. It's It's trash.
2: trash. Yeah, garbage.
1: Good, good Regency trash television. But it
2: is wonderful.
1: But I love it. It I had to watch episode six when I was alone in my house because I was like, if anyone walks in, they're going to be like, why are you watching porn on the TV? (laughs) It's a little bit
0: soft porn. Yeah. It is a little bit of too much for me. I'm going to be honest. I was like, that's a lot, but it's so good.
2: (laughs) And like, they're going to have to expedite the second season because the amount of publicity and like, like talk it's getting is insane and I think it's because it was released not on cable it was released on Netflix so like Mm -hmm. like because if it was based on cable like Grey's Anatomy originally was another Shonda show I wouldn't be able to watch it because we don't have cable but because they just like put it on Netflix and and it's so binge worthy and all people do now is binge shows like Holy crap! We finished yeah. it in like two
1: days. Yeah, we really it, eight we episodes. Bites like that's the right amount of like episodes to binge. Forty five minutes. Yeah, like so. I'm socky. a huge, yeah,
0: huge sucker for anything that's set in like the Regency era. Oh, yeah, I yeah. cut my teeth on Pride and Prejudice, like the Colin Firth version. Mm. Um, huge fan of that. So the fact that it's set in Regency era England is my fave. And
2: also, like, it is Regency era, but they also like drop in, like, diversity and, like, 21st century tones, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool to see, and it reminded me a lot of the work we've seen when we were studying abroad in London, because that's, like, what you do with Shakespeare now is you, like, put it in the 21st century also, and make it
0: different. One of the actresses, one of the secondary characters, we saw her perform live when yep. we were in London. She played yeah. Richard
1: III in... Richard the Third. No, yeah. it was it was Richard the II. Second. Richard the Third was the Hunchback.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry, Richard the Second. It was a. Richard. It was a Richard. <laughs> did I fall asleep? Um, I don't know during, anything. It's fine. <laughs> did I fall asleep during the it. production? So yes. it was it was lit by candlelight, and so long. Kind of hard to watch. And both <laughs> I was sitting next to
2: Marissa, and both Marissa <laughs> and I have astigmatism. So like, if you're in the dark with like. With like twinkling lights or like driving, we can't see. All you're seeing is though, <laughs> so, and when I, when I tell you that this this theater was lit by candlelight, the lights were off, and all that was going on was <laughs> candles. So not uh, only was it like dim and sparkling lights, but it was it's hot. Warm. So basically, my students there being like my astigmatism's acting up and like falling asleep, and <laughs> so- and
1: it was at like the show. It started late. The show didn't start until like 8:30 p.m. And it was Shakespeare and con- not Shakespeare. It was like be- like most dynamic a, play, it made and, sense
0: why they were doing it at the time. Yeah, it was like yeah. the height of Brexit, and the the play is basically about the division of a country or and, the coming and together. The, yeah, the
1: cast was really cool. The cast, it was all women, diverse women. Um, but also I think it was Izzy because you and I were sitting next to each other. I'm pretty sure for the first half, Izzy's seat was directly behind a pillar. If I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, like mm-hmm. we sat down. And it was like
2: I was like straddling <laughs> a pillar. It's <laughs> oh, <And>, like,
1: <laughs> a pillar. But then at intermission, people behind us were like, we need to go home. It is like ten PM <laughs> and they left and Izzy moved. <laughs>
2: but <it> was, uh, <laughs> I didn't see half the show. And but I was, starving, so and was so I'm fun. not trying to like bash her. Like she's really, really good. Like oh, she, it, she it, was she's very engaged. And I remember I remember thinking I only paid attention to Scenes that she was on stage for, so it makes sense as to why she books a show like Bridgerton. So, like, good job, you are awesome. Um,
1: anyways, one of my opinions that I was going to mention about which I didn't write down, but like something to talk about with talking about Bridgerton is I've read a lot of articles online about, um, I believe it's in episode six at the end um, about non-consensual natures during, um, sex because mm. I'm gonna, yeah, and it's it's just an interesting thing where it's, like, I don't know. It was a toned-down version of what happened in the book. I do know that. In the book, it's a lot, it's a lot worse. Oh, um, I haven't read any. I haven't read the book, but I've read articles because I do the reading, and- <laughs> <laughs> Rest does <of> the reading. <laughs> um, and it's just, it was interesting because I was, like, I do love this show, but I feel weird that I just, there was a scene that made me feel a little weird. I was like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. And I, they somehow made it seem so that the characters were equally at fault for dishonesty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I get. But there's a scene where, where an act of a sexual nature becomes like starts off as consensual and then becomes as consensual. But instead of the traditional sense of a man forcing something upon a woman, it's the woman forcing something upon a man. Yeah. Um, which, again, in context, it's like she is an uneducated about certain things, and she's learning, and she's angry and confused, and, and, I, and I get that. But it's like, that nah, I feel kind of weird. Like, like, not really an opinion, but just, like, a statement.
2: <laughs> maybe just have a conversation instead. But yeah. so many times that so I was many, just yeah. like, why aren't you talking to each other? Sure, yeah. <laughs> <no."> Talk! <laughs> and, like, they don't, they don't, they didn't do that in that time. But yeah. overall, I, yeah, that, I also was like, yeah. Ooh that's not okay Mm -hmm. and in no way does the show say it's okay like right like it would have been really bad if they like made the audience take her side um which they don't like you're both you're like okay you both are at fault um but it it was yeah like i was like uh uh (laughs) not okay (laughs) you're honestly kind of mad at both of them at that point though yeah and, like, I don't know. they wrap up the show, and, like, there has to be a second season, and they yeah. would, like, so, but overall, the show was super binge-worthy, and, like, not mm, a lot yes. of talk, but. That's, what, that's one we, we can agree on. Yeah. And, like, we, and Marissa was behind Bridget and I, like, we <laughs> and Marissa was still, like, um, watching it, and we were, like, Marissa, catch up, like, we need to talk <laughs> to you about this. And Marissa would, like, text her, like, opinions to us, and we were, like, right, right? <laughs> like, text streaming.
1: All right. And that about wraps up this episode. Um, As we've said, we would love to hear your opinions about our controversial opinions. Um, Send us your controversial opinions. I would love to hear more. I have more. I know I'm sure Izzy and Bridget have more as well. So yeah, engage with us. Talk with us. Debate us. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> uh, as usual, remember to follow us on our Instagram at Too Much Pod. That's the number two. And then Much Pod for notifications about when we post a new episode or to leave your controversial opinions. Uh, and if you're feeling fancy, give us a follow on our personal accounts as well. Mine is at Marissa.Leota.
2: Mine is at Isagol. That's I Z A
1: G H O L L. And mine is Bridget Wallace. <laughs> and remember to like, follow, rate, and turn on notifications, whatever your streaming app allows. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you all next week when we talk too much about something else. (laughs) Bye.